This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And here we go again for the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. This is episode 15. Out of all the shows I've done, this one is going to be one I I really look forward to when I started thinking about doing the pod in my head. One of two of the people I always want to talk to are the two that are with me tonight. We have John Brown and and Fletcher from that from the Outer Drive fame. They they were one of the first podcasts I listened to when I started messing around with doing a podcast i was always asking them questions they always took time to answer it and so i'm lucky enough to get them both together and be able to talk about soccer tonight and so welcome welcome to the show john and welcome to the show fletcher Woo! yeah it's a pleasure to be here thank you tj oh this this is outstanding so the first question i usually ask because you know it's i always consider this a conversation as if we were sitting in a bar even though both of you guys are in michigan and i'm in illinois which is that a bar? No, but I do have a beer in my hand. Easter is past. I'm out of I'm out of Lent season. I can have beer again. So, I've got a new co- next coast IPA from Goose Island. And John, what do you got tonight? Uh, I myself am drinking a Michigan West Michigan uh, Brewery Founders. It's an all day IPA session ale. Um, I just recently found these probably over the winter time. I'm like, yeah, once it starts to get warm weather fishing season, this is going to be my stuff. This is going to be on and popping. How about you, Fletcher? What you drinking? Um, right now I have regular water, but uh, earlier today I had a White Claw seltzer grapefruit alcoholic grapefruit water. Is that like How drinking? Are those? Z- is that is that like drinking Zima? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it has a bit of a better taste. Instead of it, you know, it tasting like just straight up battery acid, it tastes like straight up battery acid with like a hint of grapefruit. Oh, nice! Every grapefruit I've ever tasted. Tasted like hot battery acid, so I think I think you're uh, on brand, and it, it pairs well. It pairs well with each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I will say I, I do have Michigan beer in my fridge. I do have Hop Slam in my fridge. I just haven't decided to go finish that up because after taking more or less 37 or so days of the 40 without drinking, because my what it became is I wasn't going to drink at home during Lent. At a restaurant, mm-hmm. I would still, and it was, I think I only did it a couple times anyway. And so I've hop slam one of those, and I would be absolutely hammered. So the show would probably go completely off the rails instead of semi off the rails. So Fair that's enough. why we can't, so that's why we're sticking with a little bit of lighter stuff. So as I re acclimate my liver to drinking again, and hopefully the rest of my body doesn't go to the belly. I mean, rails are only a concept of the mind. There are no such thing as really rails, you know, just got to keep that mindset with you, and you never go off the rails. Rails are a construct, man. You got to think beyond the rails. So we're going to think beyond the rails. Okay. <laughs> All right. So like I said, you guys, to me, to me, you guys, I, I said I was going to call you podcast legends. To me, you guys are podcast legends. Between oh. you guys, um, OTF Radio, which was uh, o- O'Leary's Cow and Fenwick, that they had a couple iterations. Wrong Side, I know you mentioned them today, John, that they mm-hmm. were some. And then um, the first 11 was um, Mind of Abram and Evan Ream. 
Those that was a really good pod too. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones I would have on, and when I was at my peak running, I would just put those pods on and distract myself completely. On I was out running the neighborhood. It was absolutely outstanding. But um, so, what have you guys been up to? I mean, I I know you both took some time away from Twitter, so. Was it, fan- I mean, what happened there? You guys both disappeared from Twitter. Now you're both back and active and happier than ever. So life um, got in the way. From, from my perspective, it was a couple different things. Um, when my daughter was born, because I, I got married a few years ago. I was still on Twitter, pretty active. Uh, hashtag footballer. Uh, what was it? Hashtag footballer honeymoon um, was all my photos from uh, from St. Saint, from Saint Thomas when my wife and I went down there. Um, but then... You know, we got pregnant pretty soon thereafter. Hold up, hold on a second, dude. The traffic's killing me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to avoid it right now. Right on. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start well, from the can, top again. You can always do mute Fletcher when you're not talking. There is that concept. I, I could do that. Yeah, I will do that now. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start from the top. Uh, so from my end of things, um, it was. A couple different things. Uh, after my daughter was born, it was actually kind of difficult to, you know, to make time to, you know, goof around on Twitter like I used to do, put the time heavy into it. And I got a new job. Uh, and that took a lot of my time where, you know, when I was a server, I'd have most of my afternoons to myself and go and work in the evening. Um, but once it got to, you know, 40 hour a week, nine to five, normal adult kind of thing, it was like, oh, let me let me be good at my job and not be tweeting in between like doing what I'm supposed to do and then losing this job. So it was a, you know, it was a confluence of things. And lastly, like the election really spun me out. Like I got very, very angry about things. And instead of wasting everybody's timeline of me, just like venting, I figured it was, it would make a lot more sense to take a break. You know, people actually enjoyed my soccer input, you know I mean? My soccer insights, that sort of thing for what they are. And I didn't want to go off brand and be like, yeah, I'm just mad about the world. And I'm, here's me being pissed off. So it was more of a, you know, saving everybody from having to listen to all that. Um, but recently, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was able to get back into I've, I've felt the urge to get back into like watching soccer heavy again. Um, I have more time when my kids are a little bit older, so I'm not having to like baby wrangle, quote unquote. And, you know, it's like I can enjoy my time online now as opposed to just being like, you know, just mad for you know every reason, like for good reasons. But, you know, nobody wants to be mad all the time. So it's nice to just be back and, you know, chatting soccer and enjoying it again. And Fletcher, why don't you hit, take yourself off mute? And same question for you. I know you were doing some research for a while. So um, you want to talk? So where yeah. where have you been? I mean, you're, you seem like you're back again. So, so yeah, question. so I... Uh... Kind of the same thing with John in in being not in the sense of being married or having children or the election effect. Well, election affects me already because, of course, if you're a minority male uh, or minority period, uh, it's going to bother you. But for me, it was more of a time for personal reflection. Um, In high school, I used a lot of religious retreats, uh, not for religion, but more so so I could kind of center myself. Um, because I believe you get too unbalanced one way or the other, you kind of start not being who you really are. And I kind of pride myself on one, being who I am and being as honest as I can be, but two, also associating myself with people who kind of are the same way. And I started to notice more and more, uh, that I was kind of associating with 
getting in with the wrong crowd, I guess, to be cliche. And it's like, I need to do what I can to kind of center myself back in the middle. Um, but professionally, um, the MPSL actually contacted me about writing for them more often. So I guess technically I'm an official writer of the MPSL. Um, as a result, as much as I love to say some some funny things, sometimes I can't because I'll get a tap on the shoulder like, hey, could you get rid of that, please? So, uh, yeah. Um, I remember there's one time I made a comment about one second. There's a moped coming by. <laughs> well, Fletcher's well, Fletcher, walking in well, Italy right now. Well, Fletcher, well, Fletcher deals with a moped. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll throw some so we don't have dead air in. Um, and I and I do relate to Fletcher specifically in saying you kind of got to watch what you say because, like both of you, I I you both know me well enough that I do have my political opinions. However, because I'm in the military, because I'm a company commander, I feel very I I feel like I can't express directly what I think. Now, anybody who follows my Twitter feed, no, there's no secret where I am, but. Mm-hmm. But in reading social media policies, I can't directly say things, but I can like and retweet where I want. Mm-hmm. So I choose mm-hmm. to use those functions very liberally as opposed to expressing my direct opinions because I'm, in, I'm responsible for 320 soldiers. Not everybody shares my opinions. So therefore, I kind of keep those a little more limited. And when I talk of things like with my unit, I did put something out where if you showed a picture of your I Voted sticker... I was going to, I tried to let everybody leave early for those that did, mm. encouraging people to vote. I didn't care who they voted for. If people engaged, that was kind of what I, the way I took it. But I, I, Fletcher, I do understand that where you kind of like, yeah, is this going to be something that can get me in well, trouble I mean, later? For me, it wasn't really politically. It was more along the lines of I was calling a game and on my personal, I was calling a game for the MPSL and on my personal Twitter, I was like, man, that referee sucks. And then I got a text like two minutes later, like, hey, could you not say that on your personal Twitter? Because people read it and they like, well, then associate it with who's tweeting on this one. And they'll assume like you share the same beliefs and that we share them because we're not stopping you. So could you delete it, please? And I was like, right. But also he does suck. But I will delete it. Yes, you're 100 percent right. But he, mm-hmm. he missed a few calls. Um, but professionally, I. Uh, I just got really busy and I wasn't really able to act how I was acting. Um, as some people have heard, um, Non-League America tapped me to help with the documentary on HBCU HBCUs in soccer, which is something that's kind of a bit of a passion of mine. And they kind of helped me out a lot because I was able to now have someone to back me and help me get uh, the ability to speak to these universities, whereas before it was kind of just some strangler, strangler journal journalist who was like hey can i talk to your soccer coach about this most of them either said we don't have a soccer team even though when they did or they just hung up or they just didn't say anything but when i had non-league america's back backing me up they're like hey okay we know this guy we trust you we'll put you on a go doc so it's been very i've only been to one place two places so far but it's been very been very interesting to just see how all these great schools have soccer programs with kids from all around the world and mm. like they have no funding some of these kids uh i, I saw tuscaloosa tuscaloosa ah, tuscaloosa tuscaloosa team in alabama and like their team's made up of like 
half Latin America, half Africa. And like a few of those kids could be playing D1. They just have no money. Like it was, it was just nuts to watch some of them ball out. And I gave them, actually gave them numbers and email addresses to MPSL teams in Michigan. I'm like, you should try out for some of these teams. Like this would be great for you. And all of them thought I was lying and just didn't call. They're like, you don't know anyone for soccer teams. You don't know any people for this. And I was like, that's really messed up. Because, like, I have Bilal's number, and he wanted some people from this trip. And, like, I can't – I feel bad, (laughs) you know? But, you know. And and the thing is, too, like, the worst part about it is, like, there's no way for them to know better. You know what I mean? Like, we – aside our connections aside, right? If you're coming from, you know, 3,000 miles away, and you're like, yeah, there are these teams – you know, way in different states that you probably don't know of. You've never, like, if you're from a different country, you might not have ever heard of Ann Arbor, right? But you might know it's like if someone says, "Hey, there's a club in this different state," you, you should give them a shout. They'll try and help they, them out. They I can understand Detroit why city. they would be some, like. Some of them heard of Detroit City. Some of them were like, "Oh, well, the, that the people sense. with the smoke." And I was like, "Yeah, no, like I know some people that maybe could get you like a walk into their tryout." And they're like, "You know some people, okay?" And I'm like, "No, for real, like I." I know people that can help you out. And they're like, okay, they took my number down. And I asked the people for Detroit City, Grand Rapids, uh, Ann Arbor, they're like, we didn't get any calls from these people. And I was like, that makes me really sad. Like, obscenely sad. Because it'd be really great for one of those kids. I don't know many HBCU players who play MPSL, UPSL, USL League 2. I don't know many of them, if, if mm-hmm. any at all. So it'd be really great to see one of those kids at least break through, even if they don't actually get much playing time. It's all about the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, and I couldn't agree more. I, that would, and and to me, I sit there and you, and you get as we're talking about this, you, the opportunities and the the, the uh, number of different places to play. And I can think back to when I was actually in shape, which has been a it's been a few years, we'll just say. <laughs> and my ability to play has diminished since then, but um, the opportunities that exist now, the number of different opportunities, and to me, where I think back to is when I could have still played, I was living in Minneapolis. If Minneapolis City existed then, you mm-hmm. know how awesome I, – I, I would have absolutely taken a run at a tryout for them. I probably wouldn't have made it. I was never that good. But the opportunity so – shot, yeah. But the fact you guys are mentioning like Ann Arbor, Grand Rapids, you know, Detroit City, how many different opportunities are out there in just even your area? You know, oh, and then and you think of the twin – around here you've got – you know, on by me, you've got the uh, the Croatian team, and then Andrea, you, Andrea, Andrea, yeah, Andrea, homies, <laughs> Andrea. You've got um, you know, and then you go a little further north. You got the Bavarians, the Milwaukee Croatians. You've got um, Ford Madison, Ford Madison, DeKalb United. There, I mean, there's a lot of teams around that you can play semi-pro am or high-level amateur that didn't exist. 15 or 20 years well some of them did but not at this high of a level and i to me that's as i you know my buddy chris always called chris combs always calls me the soccer calls me a soccer hipster and you know and that's part of me is i love seeing these kind of teams and seeing these types of you know the like the bug eaters minneapolis city and so on um those opportunities well, a, and the fact go ahead sorry John. point no, it's not to your point like uh i actually my brother uh, is going to be coaching one of the local Michigan Premier League teams, and these are like very, very semi-pros, mostly college students. Uh, he'll be coaching for Metro Rangers SC. 
I actually going to be playing on the on the reserve team just as like some old dude filler team, you know, and I, I don't expect to get any first team run. But but all there's so many clubs all over just the state of Michigan where, you know, as you're saying, like 15 years ago, say if one of those kids wants to go play, you know, for Carpathians or Metro Rangers or, you know, Michigan Force, anything like that, they can get a reel of just like have one of their homeboys sit up in the stands with a smartphone they can get a reel of like, here's me playing with such and such league. You know, you see me dominating like the Premier League of the state of Michigan. I could go to some MPSL team or some USL2 team and at least like email the sporting director and say, hey, would you like to give me some run? So, or like, am I good enough to be at your tryout? You know, or you know, what do I do? What do I need to do to get better? And half these kids play for college anyway. You know, and that's an opportunity that. You know, when I was in high school, you know, my my old behind was in high school. That was not an opportunity in the 90s. You know, so so to, to your point, it's 100 percent correct. Like a lot of these kids could get some run, could get some look just off of, you know, a nice a nice position, you know, cell phone. You know what I mean? And some in some video editing that you could probably get the software for free on your iPhone. Well, Side and, and note, that's, go ahead. Did Fletch. you guys know? Did you guys know that there is a international tournament for Croatian teams? I wouldn't doubt no. it. I like, yeah, that makes like, sense. I was talking to to Adria's owner, uh, Auntie Lankar, and he's like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna be in Toronto for this tournament." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. What's up?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Milwaukee uh, Croatians will be there, a bunch of all these other teams." And I'm like, "So you're telling me there's like a worldwide tournament for just the Croatian amateur teams?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, it's pretty fun. You should come with." And I'm like, "No, it's." No, and you, I'm you know what? Crazy. He, you don't have to be. I can tell you, you don't have to be. And I know, I, now, now I'm going seg- wanna... to segue to a story because this actually, this is a true between my junior, my senior year in high school, and before I went to Minnesota. Um, I played for the Croatian reserve team that summer, and they did this tournament at Croatian Park in Milwaukee. And so I was driving 45 miles each, or about 45 minutes to an hour each way to the south side of Milwaukee from my. West suburb, you know, not even suburbs because there's cornfields, so it wasn't suburbs anymore. Um, area, and I go out and practice once or twice a week, and then we'd play game. And they did a turn, they did a festivals type tournament, and it was like Milwaukee Sport Club. Adria came up. It was the Croatian Eagles, and there's it was an eight team tournament all in one day. We played three games, and the only reason why I thought of the story is, and then at the end of it, there was a huge pig roast and beer as far as the eye could see. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, like the whole day you're walking, yeah. you're playing soccer, and you see this pig on a spit being roasted the entire day as you're playing soccer off on one of the fields. And the only thing I can remember that game was the middle game. I was playing, I was playing defender, and Milwaukee Sport Club had Larry Sunderland, who I think now he's running. He's with the Portland Timbers Academy. He used to run the Chicago Fire Academy teams, and I caught, I, I matched him the whole game and. We tied 0-0. We're the reserve team. This was their majors team, and man, was he pissed at me by the end of this. Of course, I had a yellow card. I had a yellow card and was told by the referee, uh, knock it off, but hey, he was good. I wasn't, so that's what you do, you know? That's what, exactly. That's that's what I plan on doing this summer. <laughs> I respect it. So, so, Fletcher, you get the opportunity to do something like it, do it, because the party is is almost better than the soccer. And Well, I mean, I, I, know, I know that part. I remember I covered a U.S. Back when it was Premier League of America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Carp- Carpatia was hosting RWB Adria, and Adria came and they beat them, like, I think three to one or something. Sure. And afterwards, like, they threw a party. Like, they threw a party with uh, Carpatia's people, and it was just fun. Like, it was like a f- whole, like, German 
Croatian mixture of just culture. I mean, this is great, but also like, you know, I would have liked to participate, you know, as a player, but I'll, I know my skill set. I know I maybe have three really good runs down the right side. And after that, I need to come off. Like that's, I'm Cooked. done. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> please sub. Is that a sign the age is catching up to you there, Fletch? Uh, no, it's a sign that uh, I'm just out of shape. Uh, my my know, college it, my college playing weight was 185, and I'm currently sitting at like 35 more pounds than that. So, yeah. Where do you hide it? That's my um, Like he tells me how much he weighs. I was like, dude, like you are about my height and muscular, but where do you hide the rest of that shit? My as as my girlfriend will tell me, it's my thighs, my butt, and part of my stomach. So. <laughs> Well, mine went all at my age. It all went to the stump, my stomach. But we're gonna find out how much weight I can lose this summer because me being the the moron I am decided. You know what would be a good idea? I haven't run a marathon in a couple of years. My baby dot, my baby girl, who's a year old now, has never seen me do a marathon. Not that it would matter even at a year old, but so I decided to sign up for the Twin Cities Marathon this fall. So we're gonna see if I can get my lazy ass back in shape and see what we can do with that. So that. Congrats, man. That's not yeah. easy. That's not easy work. That's That'll be num- it'll be I think number sixteen in it, sixteen of them now. If I if I get to the start line, really? So, I was just about to ask how many you've ran. That's nuts. That's a pretty I've good done. marathon to run too. Oh, it's I've, it'll be my fourth time doing it. So yeah, my first two were the twins. It's it's the peak color season. It's around the cities. So if any of my listeners, anybody who listens in from the Twin Cities, make sure you're on the course. So if you see my sorry ass on there and when my corpse falls over, you just just push me to the side somewhere. So we'll, we'll make it easy that way. So um, bury, bury his body beneath the weeping willow tree. And he'll, he'll, <laughs> TJ will and just, just make sure just make sure my wife knows where the body is so she, you know, so she can get it to the corner <laughs> and that kind of thing. But um, no, so it. it I, it's amazing, but yeah, it's amazing that state league used to be it, and then you might get a run at nationals, and then you know. And I always love for me to me the soccer hipster me these days. The two teams I still other that because um, uh, Aurora Borealis is non-existent anymore. I guess now I'm down to to Calb, and then of course I love Minneapolis City and Bavarians and um, Bavarians because I played against them as a kid. Even though I also played with Croatia, the Mat- the Milwaukee Croatians, but the Bavarians whatever struck. I think it's because my parents had their wedding reception at the Bavarian Inn restaurant, which used to be on the grounds where they play. And my grandparents had their 50th wedding anniversary at the same place. So that's you want to hear something huh. funny. What's that? I met my wife when we both worked at the Bavarian Inn in Michigan. That. OK. <laughs> and this is why, and now now we've now found the reason why Karma says you guys needed to be here tonight. That's so, a li- the second you said that, I was like, Bavarian, yeah, like, you guys came all the way to Frankenmuth? Oh, oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. The, Bavarian, the Bavarian Soccer Club, there used to be the Bavarian Inn restaurant that's attached. That went under probably about 10 years ago, give or take, but they've opened up now. There's a bar there, attached, and I don't remember the name of it. And Somebody on the Bavarians, if they listen to this, they'll yell at me for it. Want to know what's double funny? What's that, Fletch? I once ate strudel. Okay. <laughs> 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 so Fletcher just has no ties to Germany's whatsoever. Okay, just once. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> not not to sidetrack too hard. That's hilarious. The, my, not just not to sidetrack too hard, but the in Frankenmuth, Michigan, there's a Bavarian soccer club there as well because that's supposed to be quote unquote Michigan's little Bavaria. Um, every it German is. that ever went there to visit. Um, because I'm the German, I was the one German speaker when I worked there. Very ironically, I was the one person that spoke German there. 
So we'd have German tourists come through and they'd say, um, oh, excuse me, excuse me. You, you do realize, hey, hold on, I'm going I'm to do my German accent. I'm not trying to be problematic. Entschuldigung. Um, do you, you, you do realize that this is not what it's like in Germany, right? This is, this is like Disneyland. This is not the real thing. I was like, I know, I know it's not the real thing. Um, but it works to get people like money off of them and I'm able to pay a mortgage. So do you like more beer or do you need some, like some Kuchen so, <laughs> before I send you on your way? And you know what? And they, they got over it and they moved on. Cause then they get to go back. If they're from Germany, get to go back and laugh. Go, I went to a German restaurant and man, it wasn't even close to it. So the only, the only, the only person that spoke German was this black guy. And he wasn't even in the military. <laughs> Oh, I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know how to laugh at that one. So I'm just gonna... <laughs> I, think that, I think he said that specifically to me because I do have a minor in German and I'm in the military. So I, I think that was directed right at me in that one. <laughs> no, that was the common question. It was like, oh, you speak German? Were you in the army? Like, it was one of those things like, no, I wasn't in the army. They're like, did you live there? Did you grow up? They're like, no, no, never. So you speak German this well, but you've never been to Germany. I'm like, never once. And it was it was always a like I seriously had that conversation twenty times working there in three years. <laughs> we should right. probably talk about soccer at some point. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, we're, I, I told you that it's a before we got going. I always say this is a free conversation, and wherever it goes, it goes. And I think that's what I absolutely love about doing the mini van dad pod is the, it it can go in a thousand different directions. And to me, it's still absolutely awesome. Whether anybody actually listens, hey, I I'd love to have people listen. I, but I have. If I have more fun doing it, I stay interested in doing it. I could care less at the end of the day. If if people don't like the format, they can go to at minivandabpod and tell me I suck. I'm good with that. Or they can go to my own personal Twitter feed and tell me I suck. Either They'd way. They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. And I, <laughs> then I, I will glove up for you, TJ. I appreciate it. So um, you said you're back watching soccer, John. And yeah. Watching a lot Finally. of it. So, and this was kind of where I was going to start with, but we kind of got going off the rails early. So... You're, you know, and it's funny is, I always, my buddy Chris, like I guess, said, calls me a soccer hipster because I like Guernsey, and he always mocks me for liking Guernsey, and that's that's fine. But one of the teams I do follow, at least on Twitter, because of is because of you, and that's Clapton. So I do owe you for that one. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The, and I've got the jersey, and you don't. So I'm just gonna laugh at you for that. I'm so mad about that too. You you tweeted me that the other day, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Because I was gonna get it over Christmas when they were still shipping them out, and I was like, "Nah, I'll get it in the summertime." And then you know, I missed the boat. Which one were you gonna get? The home or the or the Spanish uh, Revolution one, the away one? This the, the away one because I I need a good jersey for for pickup you know you got to have your dark jersey you know, your color jersey okay. and your white jersey so i wanted to get like the most obnoxious jerseys i could find and let me like hipster out a little bit so i was gonna get my clapton jersey because i'm as i as i say on my twitter bio i am the original clapton uh scaffold brigada ultra for it, it, i just i somehow found this club i don't even remember how read up on their politics and everything i was like these guys are with the shit this is super cool and as it turns out, they, you know, play some decent non-league soccer because non-league soccer is dope. And uh, so I was like, all right, so I'm going to get that one. And there was a Ghanaian club that I had started following a couple years ago. I actually wanted to do a couple stories on them originally uh, with, a, with the Outer Drive called Accra Hardo. Um, you know, one of my original posts when we started the Outer Drive was how a lot, you know, it tends to be when it comes to American soccer fandom, there's a lot of like hearkening back to like, uh, immigrant origins 
So you have people that are like, oh, yeah, I like Germany because, you know, my family's German or I like the Netherlands because I'm Dutch or, you know, whatever reason people have. And I was like, well, you know, black American soccer fans, you know, we may not necessarily know where we come from, per se, on the continent, but we should pay attention to African soccer. You know, it's good. It's good soccer. It's skillful soccer to, to the point where most of the most skilled players, you know, get picked up in, you know, random uh, European countries here or there. But Accra was, you know, a club that I kind of fell into and really wanted to you know, keep track of how they were going. Yeah, Ancestry.com doesn't really help us in finding uh, where we God. come from for those for those roots sort of things. So, uh, God. you know, we and- just kind of attach ourselves to the black team and say we like this team because, you know point in our hand you know why <laughs> i will have to take your i'll have to take your word for that one but being <laughs> i can actually trace my origins my my personal origins back to germany and poland so i and it's my entire mom's side we can trace back to germany my entire dad's side we can trace back to poland so i never know whether to attack myself or surrender right away so that's that conference <laughs> I have right now, that's a good joke i like that i like that <laughs> well so, but, but I mean, the, the, when it comes down to it, you know, the whole the whole my family's from this thing is really just a canard. You know what I mean? Like you can it's soccer like who you like. You know what I mean? Like I'm obviously not from East London, but Clapton's a club that I support. I, I was, I'm a member of the club. You know what I mean? And, oh, and you, I always okay, will. You've got, will you've got me up. on that. I have not I've not I have not bought in yet. I've been meaning to do it, but life gets busy. But I have the home jersey, so now now that I know you've bought in, now I know I have to buy in. So I mean, right. if we're talking about buying in, I technically am a team owner. For for Bohemians in okay. Ireland, yeah, and the only reason behind that is because I was playing FIFA 2015, and my players like start your career, and I picked Chelsea, and they put me at forward, and then I realized I would not be getting any playing time, so they loaned me out to Bohemians in Ireland, and then I broke the Irish league record for goals scored. And then I broke it again the next year, and I'm like, "Hey, I like this team," and that's kind of just what happened. Oh, <laughs> ironically, ironically enough, because and, and that was going to be the next where I was going to go next, Brett. So I, I do appreciate that. With you have Bohemians, I have a UCD, which is University College Dublin jersey Ooh. in my collection. And the reason why I took them was because of FIFA. I started, I got the jersey because because of FIFA. They were the that's smallest the budget team I could find. I won Europe with the UCD. I I think I had um. Oh man, I'm trying to. Th- um, it, I think I had Mar- Martial out with them. You know, I bought him when he was still at Monaco and still co- didn't cost too much. It, I. <laughs> you know, I the GM out here, sporting yeah, director is a rimba. I didn't. I didn't win Europe with uh, Bohemians <laughs> after the second year. We qualified for Champions League. They're like, oh my god. We want you to stay. The fans are clamoring, and I'm like, "Great! I'm going back to Chelsea. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck in the good luck in yeah. the group stage is getting bashed." John, get I'd, like, I'd, like to say I'm good, I'd like to say I'm good at FIFA, but I'm really not. I just set it at like varsity or whatever the second lowest. Le- it's whatever's above semi-pro. So it's I'm, oh yeah, I'm same not, here. I'm same not, here. And I'm right just now, trying to I'm just trying to play FIFA so I can like like decompress from the day. I'm not. I'm one of those dudes that like if I. I'm playing like NBA 2K. Same, it's the same thing with NBA 2K. Just these two games, I get like unnecessarily frustrated when people don't execute, and like like I'm some sort of like you know sportsman out when I play indoor or like my you know, wash dude soccer, whatever it happens to be. But like you'll be sitting there playing video games, it's like why isn't that guy passing to me? How would he miss the goal altogether? I could have done that shit in real life. This is stupid. Wait, I need to I need to chill. Let me, let me, let me, let me set this let me set this to semi pro and just like rack these goals up and chill. Like oh my god, what's wrong with me? Yeah, uh, my my current team is 
FC it was a Carl Zeiss Jena, and it it, it was Bundesliga three, and the choice was I wanted a team that was from East Germany, old East Germany, and wow. I let my son help me pick it. And they were the blue team, so that's how I got stuck with them. That's uh, that's uh, pretty much how it works. <laughs> yeah, he likes blue, so he said, "Be the blue team." So I'm the blue team, and that I I I, I think I sold them already. I bought them for less than a million. Jordi Georgi Mihalovic bought them for less than a million, sold them for older over two million. I have Chris Durkin, who's worth almost six million now. So yeah, <laughs> that's some fun stuff. So my but son did the same fun. thing with Indoor. That, that last thing I'll say, I'll start, sorry for interrupting. The last thing I'll say with Indoor this past session, there's a team in Grand Blank called Curse You Perry the Platypus. For all the dads out there that have watched uh, Phineas and Ferb and, you know, people Fletcher's age that have watched Phineas and Ferb. So there's a team called Curse You Perry the Platypus, and my son thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. So that's his, his favorite team at, at our indoor spot. And it's not even dad's team because dad plays for the house team. And, you know, like, OK, you guys are blue shirts, whatever. But Curse You Perry the Platypus, that's that's super cool, dad. I'm like, you know what, man, I'll, I'll accept it. I'm fine with that. So now, you know, you, you were on Bohemians. Or- you went to Chelsea. Is there a team that you picked up you were a fan of because of something like FIFA? Like I said, I, I, I've got a couple I of mean, teams like that. I mean, I, I'm i an owner of Bohemian, so I, honestly, I want them to do well. Mm-hmm. I'm one of like the mini owners around the I want them to do well because obviously I want to say, look, we, look, I helped manage a champion. They don't really ask me to do anything. It's like, hey, here are your dues. Here's a jersey. Thank you so much. Like, you don't get to then try to like, cut somebody it's not like hey the keeper sucks if enough of you vote get rid of him which makes me kind of like i thought that i'd be able to have the power to do that and i was really geeked about it now i feel stupid but you know i i've already paid you know i already re-upped so i might as well just stick with it but i mean i guess in that way i i'm not really so much a fan of of teams anymore um i play games like fifa and p and uh pro soccer evolution uh pro evolution soccer um mainly because I kind of picked up soccer early, then I dropped it, then I picked it back up. So there are a lot of really great players I missed watching in their prime. And one of the things I really love about Pro Evolution Soccer is they find a way to integrate the legends into, like, normal play. So it's like, hey, you have a legendary spot. You can pick up a player. Why don't you pick up, you know, Emmanuel Petit? Or why don't you pick up, you know, uh, Makalele? Or why don't you pick up uh, Nakata? Or why don't you... And it's like, these are players that I didn't get a chance to actually watch with my eyes. But, like, to see how the game rates and then to see how... Then to go and watch clips of them, it's like, these people were really amazing. Like, that's, like, notes for me to see. So, like, I love playing games like that to see the players. But, like, for teams... I Once Drogba left Chelsea, the first time, I kind of really stopped having a favorite team. Like, that was really, it, that broke my heart. I knew, I know why he left, but the fact that he left anyway still made me sad. So I was like, I just don't, I don't care. I don't, I just want to see Carnage. Everyone needs to go out there and kick <laughs> each other in the face, and then uh, Carnage. If oh, so you, like, field, so you like Real Madrid? N- no, I, I, want it to, I want everyone to be Carnage, not just one person maliciously trying. Oh, to I was going to say, if you're going for one person to be Carnage, it'd be Eric Cantona, but yeah. That's also yeah, yeah. because I don't I don't I, I don't think he cared about the the rules of the game very much. I think at any moment he'd be like, you know what, I'm tired. I'm done playing. Let's get a let's get a red real quick so I can just get off the field. Like I don't want to be here anymore. Time to take a shower. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> all right. So, what are you watching then, John? I mean, and I'm go, I'm, I'm gonna cycle back to where I started with this. It was you, you said you're back watching a lot of soccer. What what games are you? 
Oh, you got ESPN Plus. You said I know you, you before we started the Dutch league. What games are you watching actively these days? Where's where do you what games are like? I've got to stop and I'm going to watch these. Well, well, hey, I can't stop and do like anything like that. Well, I've no. tried okay, the. Well, okay, <laughs> let me rephrase. What games are on in the background as you're being dad? Yeah, right. So, so while I'm dadding on a Saturday morning, generally speaking, I don't have a game on. Um, Saturday mornings are my my time with the kids um, because I'm a my wife's a stay at home mom. Fortunately enough, um, very lucky in that respect. And so Saturdays are my like, okay, I don't have to work. I don't have to like shuttle the kids off to the bus, you know, nothing like that. We can take our time and just chill. So it's French toast. It's, it's, you know, story bots. It's just in time go and it's just kid time and we're chilling. Um, But I will have the ESPN alerts on. I've got my AC Milan alert. I've got my, uh, you know, random here and there. A lot of, a lot of just, Eredivisie is probably my favorite because it's like super technical and like high. Pay- it's it's very close to Bundesliga where it's like the the pace of the game is really really quick. Um, generally though, if I'm like okay, I'm sitting down, you know, the wife's watching whatever on her phone or you know hoarders or some something that's horrifying me and I don't want to particularly pay attention to. Um, I'll definitely be watching Serie A, which which hurts my heart at this point, but we can squirrel off into that Eddie later on. Um, you know, like I said, Eredivisie, I'll watch, uh, actually FC Twente just got promoted again. The former champions of the full Eredivisie have just got promoted again. I'm very happy about that. Uh, last game I was watching, was a Groningen game and it was, and I, the funny thing was I had watched the MLS game and LAFC and, uh, FC Cincinnati. Okay. And it was your typical MLS game. You know, I'll watch it here and there. Um, you know, DJ Schweitzer from Wrong Side of the Pond was live tweeting. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll join in and, you know, add my two cents to the game, too. Because, you know, he's at this point, he has to be far more professional than I do. So I was adding my, like, amen corner, like, yo, what the hell is that? Kind of kind of tweets while he was, you know, towing the towing the line as he is supposed to do. Um, but then the next morning, I watched Groningen versus uh, FC Heronveen. And it was night and day. And I was like, yes, this is totally worth the $5 a month to watch just Dutch soccer again and to watch Italian soccer again just at my leisure. Um, I'll watch the occasional English football league game if it's a, if it's sure. a club I like might have cared about like back in the day, you know what I mean, like a Bristol Rovers or something like that. And not, not Bristol Rovers, pardon me, Blackburn Rovers. I did that probably two years ago too. Um, but really it's just like, okay, that looks cool. Let me give it a shot. So like, like Udinese versus Atalanta was a – Pretty fun game to watch. I was watching Lazio versus, oh God, who was it? Lazio versus somebody. You know what I mean? It's it one of those things where it's like I don't care who's playing. Like this is some okay. Italian soccer. We got three at the back. We got some good defense. It's kind of plotting, but it's like you know good tactics. And then you'll see some super athletic goal get scored. And it's like all right, cool. This is this is the type of soccer I want to watch. Um, I wish I could watch my Schalke no Fear play. I wish I could watch my Bristol Rovers play. But I am not about to get Fox anything on my on any of my devices. That's not happening. <laughs> I'm not about that life. Uh, and you know, so I just have to. I'll just have to deal with it and you know, read the recaps afterwards. All right, I, I, I can't. I I can disagree with you on the Fox part. I mean, I because it's part of my cable package, I do utilize it. And then I did add Fox Soccer Channel. I won't go as far to do Fox Soccer Plus because that's, I, was that 30 bucks a month? And I'm like, to watch Bundesliga 2, and I'm like going, eh, not so much. Um, you might as well when, watch USL. Yeah, or MLS. Well, and, and, that, and that's, well, 
and that's kind of it is the $5 a month for ESPN plus, um, like you said, all the soccer, the fact that they put an MLB game on, they put an NHL game on every, like almost every night. And then, mm. and then Katie Nolan's show, I'll, I'll watch that uh, pretty much pretty religiously. Cause that's usually funny as hell. And then the I 30 start for, watching her again. Yeah, she is great. And then the 30 for 30 archives. And then they have, they have like the entire boxing catalog. You want to find an old fight? Go look there. You'll find it. I found, um, Hey, uh, Hagler Leonard, they have on there. So, not a bad I, place to go looking for. Not a bad place to go looking for old fights, by the way. I actually used to be a big boxing fan when I was younger. I sure. should probably utilize. That. I didn't even think about it. So, and what about you, Fletch? What do you watch? I know. I mean, oh, by the way, and John, I'll, I'll throw this. This is my parenting advice for you. Mm-hmm. When the kids are watching TV, you could care less about. Get a tablet. Put a game on your tablet. Well, it's it's tough because my son's old enough now to be like, Dad, what are you watching? No, come watch such and such with us. And it's one of those things like, oh, man, uh, all right, man, you got me. You got me. I'll, just, I'll watch this my later. Son, okay. My son's the other way. If I'm watching soccer, he'll come over and go, Dad, what you watching? I'm watching soccer. Can I watch? Sure. I haven't, that, I haven't brainwashed him enough yet for that. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I haven't gotten him quite converted to the dark side yet. He's, he's working it, though. Like the... And, the YouTube highlights, like the extended highlights uh, that they'll have for like EPL, he'll watch sure. those because it's like ten minutes in and out. But like to sit there and watch a whole match, I haven't quite brainwashed him enough yet. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't watch an entire match. He'll watch for five minutes, and then he'll go back to watch the cartoons. But, he, <laughs> but he'll but he'll come over and keep watching. And as long as I have that going, and he'll keep coming over, I don't get in trouble for it. So that's that's my parenting <laughs> advice for you. And, and Fletcher, what about you? Now that we've phased you out with dad talk, what do we? What about you, buddy? I mean, I'm a I'm a cat dad now. He's recently got a cat, so I actually have to, you know, pay attention, be, you know, take this care guy. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably the most parenting I'll be doing for some time, so I'm have to relish it as much as I can. Um, I guess in terms of just watching stuff, whether it's soccer or not, I still feel some sort of attachment to Chelsea. So if it's a game that I can watch, I'm going to try to watch um, sure. because I have a few players that I actually like, but. It's not really the same where it's fandom before I was like, oh, my God, I have to watch. Now it's like I could tune in or I could not. I don't really care so much, but I spend a lot of my time at ESPN Plus uh, watching the 30 for 30s because mm-hmm. there's some really great ones. There's some good ones. There are some really great ones. Uh, aside from that, I don't really get to watch TV much anymore. Um, There's actually a point in my career as a journalist where I actually began to hate soccer a lot. And the reason why I began to hate it, I have a reason for it before people throw stones. Um, it's because I began to watch so much of it for work that when I tried to watch it for fun, like all I, I couldn't enjoy the game. I was so busy like, why is this guy not sending the crossover now? What's happening here? Why is the mm-hmm. line too high? Why is this happening? It wasn't like, I'm actually just watching a game for fun. It's like, now I'm, I have to break everything down. And yep. like it made me start to hate this because it became less like work and more like, I mean, less like fun, more like every game is work. Even watching my brother play, uh, he plays for Cincinnati Country Day. I was watching him play. I'm like, why is he pressing on the line more? Why is he going down here? Why is he looking? And I'm like, this is my, I'm just watching my brother play once for the first time ever. Why am I so critical of him? Like, this is stupid. I'm okay. Like, I need to, like, sort some stuff out. So I'm happy to not be at that point now. But, uh, I mean, honestly, I don't really – we don't have cable. We have Apple TV. So, like, basically – if we don't have an app, if we don't have an app for it. Uh, I don't watch, uh, sure. so I spend a lot of spend a lot of my time watching uh, old HBO or uh, 
Showtime shows. I've been wa- I've been really getting back watching the fourth time through The Sopranos. Uh, you know, because because you can really yeah. Because well, I mean, because Tony Tony Soprano is such a deep character. You know, you get to see the guy who wants to be you know a uh, 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 super hard mobster, but also he's very in his feelings. But also he's like caring. But also he's he's you know like a jerk and also Murder. terrible. But also he's like not that bad. And then I do the same with the wire. Uh, I did the same with uh, like four other shows. So like it's really just like what is there on HBO on on Apple TV I can watch really quickly while I'm busy typing an article or like going over a case brief or something. So sure. And um, I mean, you, I know you said I, you're doing some MPSL stuff. Do you get to how many of those games do you get to go see, and how how frequently does that work? Um. Because Detroit City FC is close in proximity to my house, um, typically I'll go to maybe three-fourths of their home games. Um, AFC and Arbor, I go maybe to a quarter of their home games. I have not really been to a Grand Rapids game because Grand Rapids is really far, and honestly I think the owner is not terribly fond of me, <laughs> um, mainly because I picked him to finish third all the time. Um, and he's kind of caught on. He actually made a joke about it, but it wasn't like a ha-ha, it was like a ha F you. <laughs> no, like, no. Asked, no quick question. Quick question. How often do they finish third? Uh, actually, I picked him to finish third, I think, four times. He finished third once. Oh, word. <laughs> no. And if, if, if they finish third, second, second, fourth. And it's like. It's, it's so in, if, you, if you average it, they're, they're third. I'm saying, what's he mad about? <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I asked him, like, for an interview at, like, last, last year. I was like, oh, you know, I wrote my preview for the teams. And he's like, well, I don't know why you need to hear anything from me. You already have us projected to go third. Ha ha. And I was like, never mind. I'm good. I'm okay. Did you, I'm pick, right. him for, did you pick him third? I did. Is that a spite? And uh, uh, <laughs> I think they finished. I think they finished. I don't think they made the playoffs. Yeah, uh-huh. so never mind. No, they, they did, and they lost. So, yeah, it didn't really matter. Um, can I can I cast some West Michigan shade or should I keep my mouth shut? Yeah, what the hell? Go for it. This is fun stuff. Let's do it. That 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 type of that type of response doesn't surprise me. That's all. It doesn't say. really surprise me either. That's I all. Know, I'm gonna say. I only know four people from that city, and all four people like would have a response like that. Um. So and also, <laughs> and this is gonna probably you know not be so great but I don't care at this point. If you copy your entire style from somebody and they call you out on it and you get mad about it, you don't really have a leg to stand on in the first place. But, you know, whatever. Anyways, back to what I was watching. Um, yeah, I'll go to MPSL games um, in Michigan when I can. Um, I used to try to go to Michigan Buck- Bucks games. But when it's so quiet, you can hear yourself think it's kind of not really fun to watch. Um, anymore. Oh, um, is that, is that but, because it's in that indoor place where there's like 30 people can watch and that's about it? Well, it's, it's mainly because they don't... Well, that's part of the reason why. The other half the reason why is they don't have fan support and it's mainly because the owner doesn't care about having fan support. He's said it blown on record. He's even spoke to John about it. He spoke to me about it. Where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm here to develop players. If people want to watch, it's fine. The only time that he actually puts out pub, like broadcasting or anything for the game is when they're playing in the U.S. Open Cup. When they're playing against mm-hmm. a professional team, he's like, come watch us play this pro team. Cool. But it's like, hey, come watch us win our fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh national title. No. <laughs> I'm not going to put that out there because if people don't show up, you know, they don't show up. And I'm like, that's really sad because some of these great 
The Bucks have a history of of every. I was going to say the Bucks. The Bucks are the one. They knocked the fire out of the Open Cup. I do. I do remember watching that. I don't remember if I think it was YouTube, but I. I do remember watching that. You know, the Bucks are one when you see them in the Open Cup. When you start looking at upsets, they're the first ones you look at. There's a reason for it. And it's legit. And it's, it's legit, legit, yeah. And, and the one thing I will say, you know, they've actually recently moved to Flint. They, they're in my area now at Kettering University. Now they're um, Flint so City I, Bucks. Yeah, they're the Flint City Bucks now. And it's I'm, I've actually you know, reached out to them. I'm going to be at a couple games this year. I'm going to be taking actually my son to his first live soccer match um at uh at Kettering University right in downtown Flint. I'm actually really looking forward to it as far as there being some type of soccer presence in the city here. I really don't think there's gonna be a lot of uh I don't think there's gonna be a lot of fan support just like uh, that's just kind of how it's always has been with them. They originally were in Saginaw. When I was in college actually I thought about trying out for the Bucks. Um but then realized that like yeah you you didn't even make varsity at your at your you know private Christian high school, you probably aren't going to make this team. Don't waste your time. Um, but as, as Fletcher was saying, they've got a track record for developing pro player. Like there's a I mean, center back that plays for Columbus right now, uh, you know, Lalas Abubakar, that's an amazing, amazing defender. We, we watched him play live the last uh, U.S. Open Cup match that we both covered. And immediately, like, Fletcher and I both were like, dude, this guy's a problem on the field. This guy's for real in these streets and completely shut Detroit City down, but they still ended up winning that game on PKs. Not even not even to like focus strictly on Lalas, but like the last I looked at the last like sixteen MLS drafts, there's been one player who's played for the Bucks at least for one year drafted. Like there's no other team that's not there's no amateur semi professional team that has that type of record, anywhere near close to that record in the rest of the US. That's that's amazing. That means you're developing players well enough to where a professional team, even if they don't make the team, professional teams going to take a chance on taking this player. No mm-hmm. other team has a record like that. That's nuts. They took a guy, uh, Denizen Kadich, who didn't play anywhere. Like of course, I think he played over. He's from Bosnia. I think he played over in Bosnia professionally for a little bit. But he came over to like Division Two soccer, played for the Bucks for a year, and then Philadelphia Union drafted him. I, other, I can't think of any other sport where someone comes over, plays like amateur level, and gets drafted in the professional ranks. I can't. That's nuts. He played for Davenport or Madonna, small college. He didn't play for anywhere big. So, like, that's kind of just nuts to think about. That the fact that he, like, those people will take a chance because he came from the Bucks. Yeah. And that's like, I'm not saying that the stuff they do is great. I'm not saying the stuff they do is terrible. But, like, the way they produce, the way that they train and get players and even give the recognition of it, it's amazing. Like, I, I people should support them. But also, I could get why they don't want to support them because you know it's, it's well, quiet. I mean, if if you don't, well, it, it's quiet. And if it seems like the owner doesn't care that you're there, I guess that that'd be like, why why should I bother if he doesn't care? As good as they are, if they don't want me there, why should I be there? That I guess that's how I would feel like as a fa- trying to be a fan of that team. I mean, the funny part about it is like it's not as bad as like I remember on your last episode you were talking about the fire and how they like, how the ownership is all. Almost like antagonizing the fans, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're yeah. gonna do everything that could annoy the fans as much as possible. And I've, yeah. I've followed, you know, the, the fire to a certain degree for years now, and it's just like, what are you guys doing wrong? Like, you have an entire city, you have like a legit fan base that wants to go nuts for your club. Like, the fire have been there since 1997. I remember Zach Thornton playing with those guys. I remember they had a, a note back playing for those guys. Right. You know. I used to I used to drive up from Champaign 
to watch them play. Oh, I, I remember that well. And they were so, good. There was a good team. They were a competitive team right off the rip. But at the same time, you know, you can only be, you know, uh, you can only show just disrespect to your fans before you know, they're like, okay, bump this. Why am I giving you money? You know, O'Leary's Kyle said that, you know, a thousand times. Um, but with, yeah, but the, with but the, Bucks, the thing, the thing with, the wait, but let me, I got to step in on that one. Sorry, John. I, I got yeah, yeah, go it with, when it comes to somebody like O'Leary's cow or Smith, you know, Smith, if he's not pissed about something, then all is not right in the world. He has to be angry <laughs> to be happy. That's, he's punk rock, man. I, I, I respect it. I respect it. I mean, like, that's, I, that's I get fair. where he's coming from. I agree with that assessment. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and carry on with your rant on the fire. I mean, it, yeah, the, the, what, all, the only comparison I'm making is that, you know, where the fire is, you know, trying to almost it's almost like the Lions where it's like, yeah, we're going to have fans regardless of what we do. You know, what I mean, we can put anything out there and people will show up um, with the Bucks. It's like we don't really mind if people show up or not. Like you can care. You can not care. You can write about us. You can not write about us. You know, you can cover us or whatever. Um, and, and you know, I'm not saying this with any kind of disrespect. It's just. That's it's, not, it's not disrespect. It's, it's literally what he said. Like it would be disrespect yeah. if we were paraphrasing words that came out of sure. his mouth. He literally yeah. said, "I don't care if the people show up. Like I like if they show up, but also if they don't show up, okay." The way I guess the way I would compare it to the fire, not that I watch follow them much, is from the little bit I've seen of their ownership. It's like, hey, you guys like our fresh apple pie we make? We're gonna cover it in sand all over and over, <laughs> make you eat it again and again and again. Well, With the bucks, it's like we're gonna put an apple out every single game, and whoever shows up can eat it. If they don't eat it, we'll just keep putting an apple out. Doesn't matter to us. We'll just keep doing what we need to do. And it's I like get, I, I get it. And it makes me wonder about like your long term goal because if you can do that for like twenty odd years, the Bucks have been around forever, and you can barely crack an attendance of like five hundred people like at a high. That's like nuts. You're sinking money. You, you're sinking money you, into that. But if you know you're going to be good, you know people are going to show up. And oh, by the way, this latest plan with USS US soccer to do solidarity and you know training compensation payments you don't think maybe the bucks aren't going to clean up on that they uh, to, they, they sh- I don't, the only reason I say I don't know is because while they're while most of their players get drafted a decent amount like maybe make it maybe play it for like a little bit or they end up in the USL mm-hmm. which I guess it's still a way of being compensated but like mm-hmm. I don't they they aren't gonna have the million dollar payments. Right. They're not it's gonna, not gonna, not they're gonna, not gonna like, have the they're not gonna have the Christian Polistics. They're not gonna have the Tyler Adams types is what you're saying. No, they're gonna have like the Zach Steinberger Steinbarger who went to like I forgot where he got drafted, but he, he ended up playing with the San Antonio Scorpions, now he's with the Rowdies. And it's like you, sure. you if you have people who bounce around the second level, maybe they make one team and then you know, that's it. I mean, I'm not trying to demean him at all because Zach is a great guy, great, awesome person off the field, amazing player on the field. But I'm just trying to make a point of like, if they had someone who went pro, like who went MLS and all of a sudden bounced to somewhere else, I'd be like, okay, that guy, get money from there. But like, honestly, I don't think he'd even make, I think they'd make more money doing what they're, what they're doing here. I do know that Dan's main goal, which I guess segues into Major League Soccer in Detroit, Dan's main goal is to be a feeder team for. MLS to Detroit because his brother is a mayor of Detroit and he's very much keen about, you know, being, uh, being the pipeline to the Detroit major league team. So he wants to be the, he wants to basically ultimately do the Academy system, be the USL or, or whatever the MPSL team that feeds into it and so on and so forth from there. Right. He, he's okay. very, he's very okay with like, 
most people make their teams like want to be our own identity, have her on this. He's very mm-hmm. much like, hey, if MLS to Detroit comes and you know they need a feeder team, Detroit City FC is like we're our own identity. AFC and Arbor is the same. Every other team in Michigan, well, they're not close enough, is like the same. He's like, guess what? We'll happily, happily, you know, be your junior. We do not care. We'll be whatever you are too if we have to be. And it's kind of weird, but like I get it, but it's also still weird to me to have all this rich history and be willing to just to give it away just to attach yourself to like a professional link. So, so let me so let me ask you guys. I mean you guys follow Twitter, you guys follow all the underwrite underlying underlying currents to MLS and whatever does Detroit does Detroit to MLS ever happen? You go first. I if you and caught, if you don't want to answer feel free to just pass on oh, it. I, I've I've given many talks about I I have no problems about it at all. Okay. I feel weird. Um as a soccer fan, I don't want it to. Mainly because expansion teams normally stink. They're normally not good. With the exception of like Atlanta United, which had like a very good like plan to like to lure young talent from pretty good teams to come play with them. Uh, whoever takes over Detroit's not gonna have that. They're gonna be like, we have a team in Detroit, we're gonna have fans who are rabid to come. Let's suck for ten years. And like I don't mm-hmm. want to show up and pay money for that and then be mad about it. But as someone who works and used to live downtown, I also don't want it. And the reason why for that is, I don't know if you've ever been to downtown Detroit before. I haven't. But um, it's very congested. Okay. Even on like a regular day where there's no one playing, it's very congested. So you add into the fact that Tigers might play. pretty much like Tigers games. Yeah. If you add into the fact that Tigers might play when MLS is going on, or the Lions might play an earlier game when the MLS is winding up, or the hockey, or Red Wings might play, or the Pistons might play. If you have three, two or three sporting events going on at one time, people are going to be deadlocked, gridlocked in there, and I don't want that. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. also, you probably aren't aware of this. This is me getting on my soapbox, like, super, super high. Do they, it. The money, Go for it. The money that they use to build the uh, Little Caesars Arena where the Red Wings and the Pistons play was mostly money that they were supposed to use for public public schooling in Detroit, and not even like I had not even a metaphor, simile, hyperbole, whatever. There's a school literally within walking distance from that stadium where like kids had ceiling tiles falling on their heads, like because they didn't have money to fix it up. They have we have water faucets that have drawn water coming out. They have mold growing in classrooms, and they said instead of saying we should use this money to fix up the school because it's public school money, we'll give it to him to build a stadium. I don't want them to do that again downtown. I, I really don't want that. There are many public schools that really need help, like many public other things besides schools, public transit, other things that really need help downtown. We don't need another stadium. We really don't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know the bid that's holding them up is the fact that they're like, hey, MLS Detroit lost last time because they're like, hey, we don't, we don't have a stadium yet. We'll play at Ford Field. We don't want you to play at a football stadium unless you can make it like an athletic arena, not just a football stadium that has a soccer team. And I know the Fords are going to be like, it's the Lions first, anyone else second. Do you want to make this into like a soccer stadium also? We're not going to be with that because Martha Ford is one of the most stubborn people I've ever encountered in my life. So I I think she's probably bartering with like death itself to stay alive. So I don't know. Between her and Virginia McCaskey, right? (laughs) Probably, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So we've had a Martha Ford and a Virginia McCaskey reference. So, yeah, we're we're doing well tonight. (laughs) Wow. And just to piggyback off of that, like <clears throat> on a on a separate on a separate note, you know, I personally don't think an MLS team in Detroit would be successful ever. Just it would be undercut by the environment that Detroit City has already created for itself. 
Um, yes, you know, the very vocal fans of Detroit City, you know, would make it seem like kind of outsized that there'd be like no chance at all. But when it really comes down to it, MLS isn't trying to get the rabid fans most of the time. They're trying to get the middle of the road fans. That's where you get most of your money. There aren't enough middle of the road fans in Detroit of soccer to sustain a club like that. Um, They'll show up for one year, watch them suck and never come back. Especially if there's no like, if it's one year of them being like just garbage water, of them just being, you know, just leftover pizza, you know, left in the sun. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, that happens. And then they're going to get lumped into it. It's going to take one Detroit sports writer at, at the free press of the news to be like, yeah, they're just as mediocre as the rest of our sports scene right now. They're just as terrible as the Lions. They're just as per- terrible as the Pistons. And then they'll get the stink on them, you know, whereas Detroit City is not trying to be the Pistons. They're not trying to be the Lions. They're trying to be their own thing. And, you know, not trying to sound like a fanboy or anything like that. It's just kind of the nature of the beast you know they've put the years into it it started as a community league that that sprung into an actual club and has been growing you know by by it's been leveling up you know ever since mls would just come through and be you know it it would be a carpet bagging situation and i really don't it would it would put a foul taste in the hardcore fans mouths that would you know sustain a club like that through the lean years um they wouldn't have that sustenance through the lean years at all and so even just your, to build off that really quickly, if it was any other ownership, I wouldn't really care so much. I'd be like, hey, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot. It's going to be Dan Gilbert and Tom Gores. I don't want Dan Gilbert anywhere near my city more than I have to have. No, thank you. Oh, God, please no. get him. Please get him out God, of here. No. I don't, the same guy who got mad that a player left and wrote a message in Comic Sans font. And then when the guy came back, he's like, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. No. I don't want him anywhere near a city trying to run a team like that. No, no, thank you. So he didn't. Nope. Ask, but he, but he didn't. He did not write an editorial attacking his fans. And I'll just point that one out as a fire fan. Um, so, so what you're saying is, if Detroit hashtag Gilbo back. So, so what you're saying is, if Detroit to MLS happens, they should be called the Detroit Red Wolves, correct? Uh, oh, we, oh! The, hold up! There's a whole uh, thread that we did about. <laughs> there's a whole come thread on, we did about that. You, at least you guys appreciate that one snuck up on you. Well, you know what? If if if, if they're the Detroit Red Wolves and then they went on and signed Detroit's captain to like a multi-year deal, it'd be exactly like Chattanooga. So, well, that there you go. Oh, thank you, thank you for figuring out the reference there. Yeah. I know you're <laughs> You caught me in mid-thought. You caught me in mid-thought because we actually had a thread, MLS Detroit club names, that would be perfectly fine. Um, but hopefully we wouldn't have to come to that. You know what I mean? It's, I mean and, and, and the thing about it is, but if you if you if you were going to name a team to give the ultimate fu to to the the hip the hipster fans like. Wouldn't you use Red Wolves if you really wanted to give them the finger? Man, you know, you know. Actually, if you if you wanted to really piss off the Detroit soccer hipster set, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble saying this. Um, you would use one of the old school names of like one of our indoor teams, like you know the Detroit Drive or the Ignition or uh, what do you think? That, Lansing, what was that? What do you think Lansing oh. Night came from? Oh, 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 Lansing. Oh, man, man. Yeah. Lansing's got a club? 
No, what the, is the, the, the Lansing Ignite Pro Team. That's a pro team. Yes. <laughs> that, that's oh, 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 you and mean you know, that club that like really can't do anything right has been vomiting on itself all spring? You know their owner do, is. But, you know the you know their GM is right. No, no. Jeremy. Jeremy Sampson. Yes, he. And here's a story. This is gonna be terrible. I'm not gonna give any names, but it, this reason why I don't like. I'm all for Michigan. If the Michigan's playing Michigan University, Michigan, Michigan State, whoever, if they're playing someone else out of state. I'm like, I'm all for Michigan. When they leave the state, I root against them. Here's the reason why. And I'm not going to give any names out because I know if I give names out, you know, bad stuff. But someone who has, who's pretty close, told me when the decision came, when they told Jeremy, like, hey, man, in order for you to have Lansing United, you have to shut down the men's side of Lansing United. He didn't even have a meeting. He just went and called and told people, like, hey, I'm doing this. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> that's it there's no like let's have a meeting to discuss what we're gonna do here i'm letting you guys know so you know you guys aren't you know Man. finding out the last minute he told him that he's he's told him he's shutting him the men's side and then he released it publicly like that's really that's that's as an owner that's a terrible thing to do that's yeah, an atrocious thing to do you can't do it shows you don't care about yeah, anybody man. else in that organization except for and the only person that got a job from lansing ignite from lansing united to lansing ignite was him Everyone else got let go. Some, some people got brought in. The head coach got brought in later. Some people got brought in a bit later. But, like, at the start, it was only him. And I'm like, that's really not – that's really bad. Um, if I was a part of a fan of a team and they did that to me, I don't want to be a fan of that team. So to see a lot of these Lansing uh, – Sons of Ransom, Lansing fans who are like, I guess I'll just root for Lansing Ignite because I have a team, like, that's weird to me. That's like a slap in the face. If anyone I was a part of did that to me, I would not be able to be around them. So to see them go on and be like, we're Lansing's team, we're a professional team, we're for the people, you're for the people that's like lining your own pockets. You're not for the people of the city. And also, as John mentioned, they have a hard, they're having a very hard time not being in the limelight for all the wrong reasons. Is it kind of fitting seeing how well that at least on Twitter, the Chicago Fire fans feel like they're treated by ownership, that they are the USL1 team for the Fire. I did not know that. They have an affiliate. The Fire is in affiliation (laughs) with them and uh, Indy 11, I believe, this year. Oh, the Fire is in affiliation with Lansing? Yeah. Yeah, That that makes sense because I I think... So they they went to the same PR school, it seems like. Yeah, that makes makes some sense. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, because and, and what and what we're what we're referencing for those that may not, I know. Um, there's a Lansing Ignite player that was recently suspended, um, and I'm going to say for only four games for using a homophobic slur towards the fans of uh, of the of the club in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, and then recently, it was found out that two of the leaders, pardon me, former leaders of the uh, supporters group in Lansing were posting very, very problematic things on Reddit, which I guess it's Reddit. It's probably going to be problematic off the rip. Um, and then there's really been like nothing from the club of any substance saying, yo, we have no tolerance for this. Like, this is not kosher. You know, we, we don't accept this kind of stuff, but the they club suspended <laughs> their player for four games. Three of three of the games were league games. One was a friendly. They suspended the player for a friendly and counted it as a game. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. Well, if you're doing that, why wouldn't you just put four friendlies down and just get it done with? Also, they have a college. They have a college, They have a couple of the college team. Like it's, we're gonna have us play against Michigan State, which is a great college team. We're gonna play against a college team and have a cup. The winner gets a cup. You're a professional team. Why are you holding a cup with a college team? If you lose to a college team, like you, you should be laughed at. You should beat them every single time. They're like, we're beating them for nothing. 
of course. These are children. Yeah, yeah, they have to, yeah, they have to go too. back and go study now. Like, I don't, like, I don't get I, – I, the whole, their whole rollout is, like, frustrating to me. And I'm trying to understand it because I understand sometimes people have, like, weird – like, Las Vegas Lights have a weird, funky PR thing. I don't get it all the way, but I understand they, that it's supposed to be they have llam- But they have llamas, so I, you can't hate them because they have llamas. Right. <laughs> but, like, I don't understand Lansing's whole PR thing. And, and it's, it's frustrating to me because I don't understand stuff. Like, I'm trying to, trying to understand it. I don't get it. It just makes me annoyed. So I can't be around <laughs> It's I a can't. shame too. It's, it's a real shame too because they like like Lansing United had such a buy-in. Like the the area was all about it. Like Fletcher says, like Michigan State's been a, not a powerhouse, but they've been a steady soccering university for years now. You know what I mean? Like the Cicerones or what was it? The Barones? Yeah, uh, went there. Like they the Barones. Yeah, they, they they've always had a competitive team right like michigan state is all and they have a great field that they play out at too so lansing united was like primed like detroit didn't have that you know and people weren't going to u d jesuit games you know no you know? they weren't so not you but UD mercy um so that wasn't a thing you know what i mean so they they had a, a crowd that was ready to like you know hand them the ring so to speak and then they just screwed the pooch on this and it's it's a you know we're, we're probably burning a bridge right now but like screw it like this was this I've was bur- terrible I've burned that bridge already i i i'm okay i'm okay letting letting it be known that i'm, I'm not gonna stand for like a team doing that to its fan base that's very shady very shady for you to pat yourself on the back about the fire, it too. at least the fire if, and you guys say think that they've treated the fan base badly i'm i'm more on the other side i'm not necessarily pro ownership i'm just not as anti or that the fire's out to screw everybody over because i look at i guess i look at it as i've had season tickets since 2011 and my tickets have never gone up you can say you're screwing you can treat your fans like crap you're treating your fans like crap but yet my price of my tickets haven't gone up yet and so that's that's actually to be in how and how long have you been a season ticket holder 20 20 katie got me my tickets the year I came back from Afghanistan, so it would have been 2010, was the first year we had season tickets. That's fair. That's a fair assessment to make. I'll I'll seed that point. While and, while it might look some way, if the ticket prices stay the same, okay. And 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 I, I there are a lot of things I think they do wrong, and but I also look at it. I try to look at the big picture, and I always look at the fire specifically and say their their lease is just vile. It doesn't work for anybody. And I've had Pat on here. I got the first time I had Pat. Uh, Hack guy Pat from US Fan TV on here. He did. He used to work for Fox's investigative division uh, for Fox 32, and he did a dive. He got into freedom of information requests about the stadium of Bridgeview. It's all Matt. It's all Madigan cronies, is what, if, if I recall correctly, what he said. So that's a good reason to go back and listen to that one. Is the last 15 minutes you get him talking about the politics behind Bridgeview, and it's quite interesting to hear what he had to say on that. So. But basically, mm-hmm. the stadium makes nobody money. It doesn't make the the village doesn't make enough money to support it. The team doesn't make enough money to do anything. So it just sucks for everybody. And that's really one of the big reasons to me that sucked the life out of the club is you can't if you're not making it any enough where you can really be putting back in except out of your own pocket. You're limiting your choices. And they drafted really, really and they drafted and signed some really bad players. Like you know, you can go back to. Shaquille McDonald and you know and some of the wonders that they've had there. It's just that happens. So Bridgeview is a really cool looking stadium though. I went there to cover uh, Ecuador yeah. against Honduras and like it was really a cool atmosphere and like a really great 
stadium for that. But like, I get, I have no other knowledge of it except for that one game. So I have to just take your word for that. And you know what? And then and it was funny. You were mentioning earlier that soccer stopped being fun to watch. And I, I can remember when I was writing for OTF soccer, I started getting the same way. I'm like, I have to analyze this team. It's not fun to watch. And then mm-hmm. as OTF soccer started falling apart, I was at a game and I've told this story many times, but I'm there with my, with Charlie and I got, he might've been two or three at the time. It was just the two of us. And I posted a picture of him and I together and somebody called me a fanboy, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I am. And I've just maintained, I'm just going to be a fan and I'm just going to enjoy the game. And that's, I, I can't be critical of anything. I just, I, I decided I like soccer. I love watching it. And, and anytime I need a, a reality check, I'll, I'll just talk to Charlie about soccer for a while. And the way mm-hmm. he still just gushes about it, it's like, that's the perspective I need sometimes to get myself from being too serious about it. And I get back to enjoying it. So anyway, to take that, you know, bring it back around. So, um, no, and that's smart. That, that's, that's good fathering. And now, and now that we've kind of talked about everything soccer related, I, I, I got to ask Fletcher about ducks, man. <laughs> fuck ducks. Fletcher, <laughs> Fletcher told us tonight when I was asking what was off limit, he said ducks. I don't ducks know why. Are, so we're going to ask Fletcher about ducks. ducks what, are, did, what did they do to you? Ducks are like the worst birds. They're ungrateful. You give them bread, they bite you. Um, They're not supposed to eat bread. You're messing. Hey, that, that's why they bite hey, you. They're glute, they have a celiac disease, man. Hey, don't bite my bread then. Don't eat my They're bread glute, and then try to bite my hand when I, have, ducks. when I have no bread. But just no. <laughs> Fuck ducks. They're cute to look at when they're like small and yellow. When they get to be the big old, you know, no. Fuck ducks. All right, so so I have a follow-up question. What, what is your feeling on other build waterfowl? It depends. Swans are okay. Swans are cool. Swans geese are aggressive. Are t- what? Swans are uh, cool. Geese, I, geese are aggressive to me. Geese, Swans are okay. I I I can remember nearly getting in a fight with the with geese trying to get at a golf ball on a court when I missed the green. <laughs> geese which is a regular teeth, occurrence, so. but yeah, the geese were trying to attack me as I'm trying to just chip up on the green as you know as badly as I did it. But yeah, I nearly got geese have teeth, so like I avoid them all together because they have teeth and they'll bite you. Um, and they have they drop turds like small dogs. Like okay, so Detroit City Football League used to be played at Old Fort Wayne and, uh, you know, the south end of the city. And so it's right on the river. It's actually a great place to play. I used to love it. But the early season matches, you would have to be dodging large swaths of, of goose poop everywhere, man. I, I don't bang with geese anymore. Like, I can't do it. It's like, do I really want this, like, trichinella? You know what I mean? There's some type of heartworm, hookworm parasitic situation going on here or do I just want to play some soccer and you know I mean no, only, beats, dog. only bird that I'm actually afraid of afraid of is a loon that's only because I had never heard one make a noise before and I was in northern Michigan <laughs> and I was sitting there by this beach with my girlfriend we were just kind of like oh this is nice there's a there's a there's a nice you know light tower um we're, you know take some pictures and I saw, like, you know, some birds flying. And a loon swooped down and it made its noise. And I thought I was going to die. Like, I thought this is it. Like, <laughs> this is, like, uh, like you know, the, the birds. I'm going to get my, my face pecked off. That's it. I'm so done basically, now. 
so basically my contingent of Minnesota United fans now all despise you, Fletcher. You know, that's you know what they the their, their mascot makes a really weird noise. I I happily will be okay with that. <laughs> so, he also doesn't watch very much minor league baseball in Mid Michigan either. I guess not. Well, no, no, I do not. <laughs> You know, I try. I've tried going to watch minor league baseball, and I, I, I can tell you the, the only times I minor league baseball games I've was when I've had kids, and yeah, that just didn't work out in my favor. They, there was a place to play like um, slides and stuff, and I don't think I watched more than two innings before. Dad, can we go on slides? So we lost I mean, that one. that's why Comerica Park for Detroit for the Detroit Tigers is great because they have like merry-go-round, they have uh, Ferris wheel. To have a bunch of stuff for your kids to do, so you can miss the fact the tires are down by like seven runs. Well, yeah, there, there's always every that game. Part of it, so every game, even when Verlander pitched and was saying super problematic, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm gonna leave that. Yeah. All right, we're we're, we're, we'll go, we're gonna get back to soccer because I, I just feel like we're going down a dark hole. I really don't want to go down tonight. So, <laughs> but you, you mentioned Comerica Park, and it seems like a nice enough baseball stadium. So I'm gonna kind of tr- take it, and we're gonna go to soccer stadiums. You need. I'm gonna say, give me a, give me one or two stadiums that you want to see that you haven't been to. Best, I guess we'll say best ones you've been to, or which ones you want to see both internationally and domestically. Hmm, internationally. Um, What's a yeah? I, which I haven't been to an international, so I can't really speak to that. But what, yeah, where yeah. have you been that you want to go? I one place that I've I've never been, and you know, it's kind of a bucket list thing. Exactly. And we can go, you know, like on our own, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I am dying to go to Velton's Arena and watch a Schalke match. Like, we, we plan on going to Germany at some point, and I was like, okay, we need to see two soccer games. I need to see a Schalke No Fear match, and I need to see a Bayern Munich match. Okay. Just because, like, Allianz Arena looks nuts, and I just want to see Gelsenkirchen. I've been a Schalke fan since about 2010. And I'm I'm dying to see, to hear the whole everything and experience the whole everything in one of those in one of those stadiums. Um, outside of Germany, um, probably, and I hate to say it, I really really hate to say it. I, you know, obviously, I'd love to go to I'd love to go to Bristol, um, but if I had to go to like one place in the UK. I would have to say Celtic Park, like like whatever, whatever, wherever uh, Glasgow Celtic play. I would love to watch a Celtic match in Glasgow. I think that would be pretty damn fun. Um, best best location I've been to for a match, um, which is unfortunately very limited. Uh, the old Cast Tech. It was a high school pitch. It was an undersized pitch. It was, you know, the the supporter section was like the away football, you know, bleachers on the opposite side from the home stands. But there was something different about like making and making an entire bleacher move with like, you know, 300 people screaming their faces off. It was it was the first real like ultra section I'd ever been in. And that was like my entree to like local soccer. Uh, I I was a Detroit City uh, I think I bought two seasons worth of season tickets. Um, actually, no, three seasons worth of season tickets. And you know, I even when I was living in Saginaw, the first season I actually still lived in Saginaw, Michigan, a hundred something miles north of Detroit. I bought season tickets because I wanted that club to do well. I wanted that club to thrive. 
five. Like, you know, this is their first chance of like anything going on in the city. I think this is really cool. Even if I make it to one match, it's worth it. And I actually was able to make it to a couple that first year. And I was like, yeah, this is a hundred percent dope. This is what the city deserves. Um, and if there's, I haven't been to Keyworth yet. Um, so I'm sure it's, you know, outsized at this point and, and it's ramped itself up. But those first couple seasons of, of, the, the ultra section, quote-unquote, the Northern Guard supporters and whoever else decided to scream their faces off, that was a ton of fun for me. Um, I guess if I had to give mine stadium that I've been to to cover, uh, the only stadium I've actually been to cover somewhere where I've actually felt, like, totally, like, small, um, Nippert Stadium, where FC Cincinnati plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there, one, because DJ... Shouts out to DJ and wrong side of the pod. He did me a solid and got me tickets for my brother. I had to go watch a game. And he let me go on the field to go look at some stuff. Then I got to cover their game against the City FC. While they played at the field next to Nippert, they didn't actually play there. I got to walk around. And walking on the field, and I, I don't know whose supporting section is like great, who's plastic, who's fake, who's whatever. But I will say watching their supporting section like kind of warm up while being on the field. Their whole state, their stadium is inside like is below floor level. Okay. So when you walk onto the field, you're actually below like the actual level. So everything that's happening is coming down on you. So like it was a lot to take in. All the noises and such being on the field was a lot for me to like. It made me like whoa. Like I legit like stopped what I was doing for a second. Um my biggest thing was if FIFA ever put FC Cincinnati in a game, I wanted Nippert to be there so I could make it my own my team stadium cuz you know, whatever. Um, but I guess if there's a bucket list stadium to go to, I really, I've been outside of there because I, I, I used to live, I lived in Mexico for a summer. Okay. Um, Estadio Azteca. Okay. I've always wanted to go there um, and actually be in there because all the games I've seen Mexico play there that are important look like nuts. The fans look. Would it, for, would it be for a Mexico game or a Club America? Probably a national team game, um, okay. but you know I wouldn't mind watching Club America as well. Um, see, outside of outside of the U.S., outside of the not the U.S., outside of uh, North America, I'd like to go to Stanford Bridge just because it looks huge and massive. Um, but honestly, I don't really. I don't know after after the uh, after the first uh, game. At, at Michigan Stadium between Real Madrid and Man U, I didn't realize that while the stadiums look huge on television, they're actually smaller than like the average football stadium in the U.S. I didn't realize that, so I kind of kind of like eh, at this point, if I'm going somewhere, maybe I want to see a stadium, but like it's more about the city I'm in, less about the stadium that I'm going. If that makes any sense, like yeah, I might want to go, I might want to go like to Japan, and if I'm there, I might want to you know watch a test Kobe match but like I don't actually want to like go to the match I'm actually there just for like the ambience of the city there really isn't a stadium where I'm like I need to go see it I need to go okay. see the stadium so much um just because it that's like, kind of how I feel about like I'd love to see uh Fulham play a home match like like Fulham's Fulham's pitch looks tiny like a uh, Craven Cottage or whatever it's called um it looks itty bitty like it looks like the stands are right on top of the pitch and just just that alone, I think, would be really, really cool. Just the whole, like, I would imagine, uh, imagining being a player, trying to communicate with your teammates, trying to, like, play a game of soccer, 
while there's like you know twenty thousand people like right on top of you. It's kind of the same vibe as a as an NBA match. Yeah. Match as an NBA game, but like you know, obviously with far more vocal support and people not like waiting for you know Mason to tell them to cheer. You know what I mean? It's people that have their own songs and are ready to do the thing, but instead it's like you have nowhere to move. You know, there's there's sure. like those pitches that have like the tracks in between or like big huge spaces. Those those pitches that have the tracks in between, like the the field yeah. and the big huge space in between. I'm I'm a hundred percent straight on those. Like uh, you know, like I'll watch sometimes. Like back in the day when ESPN three was a thing, you'll watch like a Spartak Prague match or or you know a Partizan, and it's like okay, we need to put a good thirty yards between y'all and the pitch because you'll be throwing <laughs> flares at people, right? Like I, but, I, I wanna I wanna watch a Turkish match. I do because those fans. Oh yeah, the But like, I don't actually want to be in the stands while it's happening. I want to watch it from like you know like a like a a, like a press box or like a a uh, behind like in a pope mobile. Yes, I want to watch it somewhere. (laughs) I feel like okay, I can watch it and enjoy it. They're not going to, they're not going to throw a flare and hit me by mistake. But like, if I have to be in the environment, I don't want to be there. Yeah, I got, I got you. Is there any? Is there okay? So. Is there anywhere in the U.S. that you guys would want to go other than you guys, you both said, you know, outside of Detroit, where would be the one? You said Nippert would be for you, Fletcher. How about you, John? I mean, I've, I've been to Nippert before, but like, I wouldn't mind going back. But if there's anywhere else besides like that I've not been before, mm-hmm. um, hmm. probably uh, the Timbers Arena. Oh, yeah. Providence, it was a Providence Park or whatever they call it now. Yeah, their they're fans... Uh, their fans seem to really care, even when the team's good or not. I'll, I can only speculate. I don't really know. Because um, Portlandia let them shoot. They let the Portlandia TV show actually shoot part of the Timbers for, like, okay. you know. I feel like that means they actually embrace them somewhat. So, sure. I don't know. but Hmm. For me? Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. Um, I... For my for my actual job, for my day to day job, so I do some traveling and I have to go to Toronto every once in a while. Uh, so downtown is you know Toronto FC's pitch and that stadium. I've driven around it, walked around it. It's beautiful, like from the outside and like there's there's a freeway that actually goes right across uh, right across the stadium. You can look down into it. It is an immaculate looking stadium. I would love to catch a game there. I've been trying to. Okay. Talk to one of my bosses to see if we can if we can finesse a, a a ticket for you know one time that I'm there during the summertime. I highly doubt it, um, but it's always worth a shot. Uh, but even um, what I might do is if I do have a summertime or you know fall uh, trip that I have to make to Toronto, what I'm going to do is save up some of my own side cash and just be like, hey, I've got a night to myself. I'm going to go watch a soccer I, game. Here at you TFC. know what? I, you know what I would I would say is if you put it out on Twitter with with the amount of people you have that you're friends with. Somebody would find you a ticket just to get you to a game. I, I did that, you know, and I was down in San Antonio. This is a true story. I was down there, and it was the U.S. was playing Mexico at, um, at the Alamo Dome. And mm-hmm. I kid you not, my, my buddies Chris and Pat from U.S. Fan TV were down there. They're like, oh, you're going to be down here for school. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you should come to the game. I'm like, I don't have time. I don't really have the money to go for a ticket. They put it on Twitter within five minutes that somebody had stepped up and said, hey, we got a ticket for you. And that so I got to go see that game. and. Um, and since, and because the military does so much with San Antonio and I'm, and I'm in the army, you know, I'm, an, um, I'm a med services officer in the army. And so I've been down to San Antonio a bunch of times. I did get to go see, is it, I don't know if it's Toyota stadium park or whatever it is. 
um, down in San Antonio. And and unfortunately, there's too many Toyotas. One's name now, so I don't know which one it is. But the one right. in San Antonio that was <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. That was I did enjoy seeing that one. Um, this year, I got lucky and was able to see uh, Casino Arizona Field, which used to be Phoenix Rising Soccer Complex. That was pretty slick. I got this. I've been to. Uh, um, what is it though? Seattle. I don't know what what who the corporate sponsor is of it now. Um, used to be Quest CenturyLink Field. Field. CenturyLink used to be Quest Field, but yeah, we got to go there. That was amazing because the entire like you come into that stadium and you come about midway through the you, when you get out in the stadium, you're about midway through the lower bowl. Everybody in the expensive seats all the way around were standing the entire game. So if you're in the lower half of the lower bowl. I don't care if you were at midfield. They stood the entire game, so that was pretty awesome. And then they lost to Colorado, and Colorado was like the worst team in the league, so it was it was pretty awesome to see that too. So that stadium's built for like noise. It, it's it, built, it well, absolutely, built to, yeah, built to absolutely. amplify noise. And I guess for me, um, I'd say my bucket list for outside. I love the idea of Azteca. I'm not sure if I'd feel safe. Especially if I got to go to the U.S. Mexico game. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Boca Juniors, uh, La Mombe, La, La, and I'm gonna kill that one. That'd be one I'd want to see down down in uh, Buenos Aires. And then beyond that, probably Stadio Olimpico, which is Roma, and then of course uh, Westfall Stadion, which is uh, Dortmund. I w- I think the yeah. yellow would be something. Their, their I think fans, that'd be something you'd have to see. Their fans have some of the greatest art artwork, cheers like ever and they're always normally either very positive or when they're negative they're very much like hey you guys have to do better and it's and then, not like you guys suck it's like you guys have to do better and i'm like i can appreciate fan criticism like that absolutely and then then, and then the hipster and me of course foots lane which is guernsey and you know that's my bucket list be pretty kind of begins and ends with that one is i want to see a game in guernsey i just think the hipster in me that's where i need to go see a game so all right, we've been going at we've been talking for almost ninety minutes, so I think we're gonna wrap this one up. I'll let you guys each do a shameless plug of some sort, and then we'll kind of wrap the wrap it up from there. So we'll start with you, John. What you got? Any shameless plugs you want to put out there? Did we lose John? I think so. Uh oh. So all right, Fletcher, we'll let you do your shameless plug. Um, grapefruit. Grapefruit. Eat it. It's good for your skin. I think so. If not, it tastes great. And you should eat more grapefruit when you get a chance. Everyone should eat grapefruit. All right. Now we got John. And now we got John back. So now we're doing shameless plugs, seeing you missed the end of my my stadium. So we'll let you finish up with your shameless plug, John. Actually, I heard all that. And and Guernsey, I think, is a good call. Um, As far as uh, Westfalen Stadion, I would love to go there for a Dortmund Schalke match, but since I would be in a blue shirt, I really don't want those problems. Um, but as far as famous, shameless plugs go, you can follow me at really John Brown. Um, I talk a lot about soccer. I talk a lot about random political stuff. Feel free to disagree with me. Just don't be a jerk. Um, and you know, let's let's chat. I'm a pretty funny dude, at least I think so, and you know, I'm a good follow. And Fletcher, and you got You said, other than ducks, we know you're a fan of ducks, Fletcher. What else you got? Grapefruit. I'm a fan grapefruit. of grapefruit. Grapefruit, not ducks. People, <laughs> people plug their Twitter handle. Like I know John did. I don't plug mine because I don't think people should follow me because I actually think I'm a terrible follow. But like some people seem to like some of the stuff. Don't so believe I get to them. people. If people want to listen, um, it's Saint S A 
I-N-T-F-T-W, F-D-W on Twitter. Um, but again, some days it's good. Some days it's like literally human fart jokes. So like I wouldn't, you know, be hurt if someone unfollowed me. I understand it entirely. If I could yeah, unfollow I, myself, I would. You, you <laughs> I guess the I fart could, jokes, stay for the sake. I concur, you know what? I concur. Fletcher, you usually make me laugh. So that's always a thing. So. John Fletcher, I like I said, you guys are one of the first pods I listened to, and we could probably do this every week, and I'd never get tired of it. So um, thank you again for all your time tonight. And this is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod at Minivan Dad Pod. I'm at TJ Zaremba. I guess I'm supposed to tell you, go on iTunes, give five stars, so everybody bumps it up and listens to it. Yeah, uh, give him nothing but positive feedback. Like, get him up through, this, through, the, through the thread. There's a bunch of crap soccer pods out there. Listen to TJ. Five stars <laughs> or throw your computer out the window. I'm saying though, either either one will work for me. So thanks everybody for listening, and we'll do this again soon. You guys, you guys know. And before I finish up, you guys are welcome back anytime. Anytime you guys want to do this again, we'll be more than happy to do yes. it. Yes, yeah, appreciate right. it, TJ. Thank you, man. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for ever. Thanks for everybody listening. This is Mini Van Dad Pod. Hope to see, hear you guys. Have everybody come back again soon. Mini Van Dad. Mini Van Dad. Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod with TJ.